living through one of those changes that historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome over to the end times continue. Uh, recording on this, the 25th of September. I am Dino, and you are? Wow, for some reason I crushed you. Say that again. Oh, God. Okay. And, and I, I am ducked you. It, Discord ducked you because the music was still going. Yeah. Ah, that's aggravating. Okay. Um. <laughs> People know who we are by now, and if you don't know, then you can listen to previous episodes. Yes, you can. You can. Yeah. Um. Man, uh, I had a hellacious day. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, we, I, you know, we did the normal, hey, when do you want to record? And uh, mm-hmm. here you are fighting for your life. Yeah, um, had some chicken salad that was yeah. not good. Yeah. Uh, and right. I didn't know that until later on. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, it wanted to kill me badly. And so I've been up, I was yeah. up since like uh five o'clock um and then will i you, was able will you to indict this chicken salad sandwich yes can you indict this <laughs> yes can i it? can i promise yes. you i can fucking attempted murder <laughs> <Nah>. um <laughs> no i uh it, it, I, I was able to take a nap and stuff like that but i had asked you i was like uh yo man um can we just record this evening because i'm not yeah i'm not gonna be good to go for a while yeah <laughs> and, and there's no time given it was just like this evening i was like all right yeah mm-hmm. we can just i didn't know i figured around. it would be over yeah. by the time the stuns the sun was like going down but i wasn't sure uh, like around what time and i also needed to right. sleep i don't know how late i was gonna sleep um yeah yeah hellacious how was your day <laughs> uh pretty good not too bad not too bad i was playing the uh, modern warfare beta uh it was pretty good is pretty it good, good. It is. I, I enjoyed it. Excellent. I might have to. I might have to uh, order that. I know my brother likes to play yeah. Modern Warfare quite a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna order it. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, of, uh, speaking of nation- modern and warfare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say nationalist propaganda, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll have you in a better segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I just, I just like uh, uh, t-boned you right in, in your segue. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, uh, you listened to speaking of nationalist propaganda. Yes, uh, <laughs> you listened to something that seems just fascinating to me. Um, yeah, I haven't um, had a chance to listen to it. Tell me what is this? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the CIA, everyone's favorite organization on Earth, uh, it has touched millions of people around the world. Uh, yes. Uh, quite literally. And uh, yeah, <laughs> in very bad ways. Terrible um, ways. It has a podcast now, an official podcast. The agency yeah. has a podcast. That's right. I'll be. What's it's the... called The Langley Files. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, so they don't they know that yeah. naming your podcast anything files is entirely played wow. out, says the guy with a show called uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh my 
god. Yeah. So the podcast was only 18 minutes, uh, thankfully, because if it had been like an hour and a half or something, I, I don't know how I would have made it through. Yeah. Uh, I wonder like why are they doing why are they doing like an 18 minute podcast? What can they possibly do? One of the first, well, one of the, it, okay, it truly sounded like, and this is just my perspective, and I'm sure I'm biased, but I'm sure other people had this experience if they listened to it as well, where the entire podcast is trying to say, hey, we're human beings just like you. We do human stuff. <laughs> like, we are do... trying to make it. We, we do people stuff. Uh, we have feelings. It was really <laughs> like, hey. I am not a mass murdering psychopath. Don't you believe me? That, that's really how it came across to me. Uh, We're not lizards, we swear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the conversation like? I, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. What, what, what was the... What, what, what kind of conversation were they having? Yeah, so there were two hosts, and they brought in the CIA director, uh, William J. Burns, and uh, basically, the, the, I think the opening, I'm Mr. paraphrasing, Burn. obviously, Mr. Burns, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but I think one of the first things they said in the episode, which is like, was really striking, was like, you've heard a lot of things about the CIA. Some of them are not true. Some things are not true. Some things are true. And they left it at that. <laughs> Just like, oh, well. Hmm. Right, no, so. You're not going to differentiate between the two for me real quick? Yeah, you move on. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> no elaboration whatsoever. It's yeah, like, yeah, all right. You're not going to let me know? Yeah, what I mean, have I heard that's not true? I would love to know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then they, they basically talk to him and they basically talk how like, you know, um, they were like, oh, you know, we have this memorial wall of like all the CIA agents who've been who got smoked somewhere along the lines and, you know, all, all this shit. Uh, and they were just trying to like, oh, you know, boohoo, cry me a river, um, sure. uh, that type of stuff. Just like, hey, look, uh, uh, you know, we... Uh, we we commemorate all these you know these allies these uh, former associates who were like uh, killed in action or lost in action somewhere. And former it was associates. Just... I'm a oh, yeah, former yeah, yeah. associate. I used to work at fucking Walmart. That's what they call Walmart employees is associates. I'm a fucking former associate. Jesus fucking yeah, Christ. I think they I think they might have said colleague, but still it was still one of those. <laughs> yeah, um. I hooked into yeah. that shit pretty hard, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're talking about like boohoo. We've got dead people who used to work for us and stuff like that. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm and not talking. Of course, they don't ever mention all the dead people who they've uh, they've killed and left without you know uh, left family members of you know no none of that. Of well, no. look, you, you but, might have uh, heard a lot of things, and some of them are some, not and, true. And some of yes, yeah, some of them are not true. Right. Which ones are not true? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We, yeah. They don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't, yeah, um, I don't understand. I mean, you know, what, what are you going to do? There's, there's, you know, there's, what are you going to do? You know, sometimes yeah. somebody needs killing, you got to kill them sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah, sometimes, right, exactly. sometimes, you know, yeah. sovereigns of other nations need to be, need to be over, you know, rousted, overturned, you know, maybe, right. maybe somebody more yeah. friendly put in their place. You got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you need to try and fail to kill Castro like 65 times. You know, it happens. It's like, you know, you got to give it the good old college try. Exactly. 
Oh man! So this podcast, like, well, what's their tone? Like, what what are they trying to? Oh, oh what are yeah. they trying so they, to? Like, how do they want you to? They feel? have the listen. Yeah, they have the NPR tone down pat. And by and if anyone has never listened to a uh, podcast on NPR, they talk real dignified like this. You see, yeah. you're almost like uh, whispering into the mic to make it sound like a very serious conversation. They, uh, they and it's, yeah. It can, yeah. Yeah, they eat, they they practically eat the microphone and they talk way down in their yeah, throat and uh, the oh, women yeah, the women especially love to turn on the vocal fry uh, right yeah. into the microphone and they uh, they they kind of have this this sort of almost somber but uh, intellectual is how they want to say it. intellectual yeah yeah that kind of yeah yeah, yeah. not we all using know, uh, not using the it, real voices of course right yeah you just. Yeah, you, you do this like soft, like whisper speak almost, uh, uh, and you don't go too very too high. You never you never want to sound like you're a, a fun person in person. You always right. like sound dignified. <laughs> yeah, you cannot. <laughs> you never want to talk from like you know your throat where you actually talk from. Uh, right. you, you 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 always want to try and be talking from the chest. And uh, yeah, one of the one of the things, unless you're supposed to be flamboyantly gay. On an NPR show. <laughs> if you're supposed to be flamboyantly gay on an NPR show, everyone has to know that you're gay just based on your voice alone. <laughs> Ugh. I fucking hate NPR. The fucking NPR yeah. room sound is the worst. I just, I fucking hate yeah. them. It's, it's, you know what it is? And every podcast tries to like mimic how they sound and I hear it all the time and it pisses me off. <laughs> like it's, it's really like, okay, you're just doing the NPR thing now. It's the worst. You don't actually yeah. sound like that in real life, first of all. Like, you right. don't, like, that's not yeah. how you talk. If so, Dean, if someone came up to you and started talking like this to you. Oh, God, you know? it gave me chills, dude. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it makes my spine, like, slither. It's the worst. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just the way that I heard you approaching the mic too, like it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. the imaging on these headphones is yeah. too good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I I hate that sound. I hate their room sound. I hate the fact that they don't just use their real voices and speak like human beings. Yeah, I had a I had yes. a girlfriend whose parents listen to NPR exclusively oh. uh, in high school. <laughs> dude, oh man, dude, it's the worst thing. Um, and they brought it to their podcast and stuff too. So they have that, that, that sound, that room sound, that close mic sound is in podcasts as well. Thanks to them. And now everyone thinks that's acceptable to do in a podcast. I feel like that has replaced like the mid Atlantic, uh, accent. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like no one uses the mid Atlantic accent anymore, but now it's been replaced by dignified speech. Yep. Uh, talking into the mic very close, like it, it gives that same kind of like vibe. It has like a familial relation to it, uh, in a way where it's like, oh, I see what you're trying to do here. It's the it's the it's the fake intellectual version yes. of the populist affect that people put on on talk radio in the '90s, or like uh, DJs would put on yeah. on talk radio in the '90s, where it's like, hey, we're we're over here. It's uh, K U C K the cock. Uh, over here, we right. got, got all the hits for you today. We're we're gonna play next next up, Snow Patrol, like that kind of bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of delivery. Um, that that is that's that it's the that is like a populist affect. You know what I mean? 
um right. where it's like if people people turn on the radio and expect to hear earth. right right yeah. or they're trying to be they're trying to say, hey i'm just a cool guy man yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm smoking weed in the studio yeah, yeah, right yeah. now um yeah but the, the so it's, it's trying to be like uh it's trying to be relatable Whereas NPR is on the other side of that spectrum where their affect is, is, is trying to be intellectual. Just like, we're very serious people, yeah. and you should take us very seriously. No one talks like this in real life, and if they <laughs> did, they got stuffed in a locker. Like, that's, that's the type of people. Like, like, it's like, yeah, I don't know anyone in my personal life that actually talks like that in that way. Uh, it, it's very weird. Yeah, it's, it's the worst. So they're, yeah. they've got NPR voice, and they're trying to convince you that they're human. How are they trying to convince yeah. you that they're human? Well, like, I, I listened to it, and I, I only listened to it once, and I, I don't remember it, like, perfectly, but ultimately they were just, they brought on the CIA director to talk about, like, you know, uh, you know, yeah, what's it like, you know, working there, or like, or, or, and then they talked about, you know, their fallen colleagues, and then they <laughs> talked about, like, you know, how important their work is and stuff like that, and, you <laughs> know, it, how, how the CIA, and unlike, the, you know, unlike James Bond movies, the CIA is a real team-building effort. There's not mm -hmm. just, like, one uh, guy or something. It's like, no, no, right. we're, you know, we're, we're a team. We're, you know. Yeah, we, oh, work, we work together to throw oil-rich nations into political chaos. Um, That's right. <laughs> So he's leaning into the mic and he's doing that stupid NPR voice and he's just like, well, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot like every other office job except all my friends are dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking hate uh, these scumbags. What an attempt. Yeah, yeah, dude. How long do you think this podcast goes? How long do you think this? Because oh, the comments have got to be glorious. Yeah, what can you even do past that point? Like, you know, what are they going to, what are you going to talk about? It's like, well, you see, 60 years ago when we assassinated a president, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, you know, what are you going to do at a certain point? At a certain point, like, I, maybe I'm just like unimaginative here, but I just don't see where they can take the podcast. Like, what are you going to talk about? in the interest of the cia well i mean i guess right. a lot but if it, but if it's it's more of like an introspective podcast it's not just a podcast uh, with cia people it's a podcast about the cia uh okay so <laughs> i uh i said a thing and then i thought uh -huh. why don't i already have this pulled up um oh yeah you wanna you wanna hear some customer reviews oh <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> they've got to They've got 3.8 stars out of five. Okay. And um, here, this one looks, uh, there's one that just says propaganda and it's three thumbs down. Um, here's, <laughs> it's a one star review. Uh, here's, a, here's a review. This one's relatively, it looks like it might go relatively in depth. Let's see what he has to say. Jimmy the Moose on, on Apple Podcasts uh, says of this yeah. show, the CIA is a terrorist organization. The Central Intelligence Agency is responsible for enacting and supporting the worst crimes of the American Empire since its creation, from Operation Condor to the crack epidemic. <laughs> this brazen attempt to normalize its terroristic reign over the world relies on Americans' ignorance of their horrific crimes, and frankly, it will likely turn out well for them. No one should listen to what the CIA itself says. Instead, I recommend looking into the crimes it has perpetrated against countless people around the world. I would be very, 
very surprised if a single guest of the show turns out to not be a murderer or a war criminal. Don't waste your time on this propagandistic effort by the largest terror organization on Earth. <laughs> I, I love the internet so much. Like, the fact that the CIA it has a podcast and Jimmy Dongbuster69 can just <laughs> go on there and call them, like, and just uh, call them fucking mass murderers is great. Like, how do you not love this? This is fantastic. <laughs> Philip Clare says, how can you trust an agency built on deceit to deliver truth? Things the CIA, people are taking this way too seriously. Things the yeah, CIA yeah, just, has been just, alleged guys, to guys, have done. Just, just shit on them in the comments. Don't, I know, you don't it's need not to, hard. Like, like, if you want to list their crimes, go for it. Yeah. But uh, don't be like, well, you know, don't go like so super analytical here to the point where you're like, critiquing something that doesn't matter no just uh make fun of these people <laughs> okay yeah let's let's listen to a five star okay <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 title of this review the truth will set us free <laughs> oh hmm. this is by uh this is by base god um the truth will set us free Demystifying elements of the agency while simultaneously strengthening public confidence in the agency's capacity for, to protect our great republic. The podcast is a great service for the agency's culture. The transparency will do the public some good. That was written by an intern. Uh, yes. That, that, was, yes. that was written by a CIA intern. <laughs> no human person wrote that. No, no. Here's one. Here's a five star by Dwayne Gilroy. Revolutionizing U.S. intelligence apparatuses. Apparatuses. Okay. This is something the agency should have envisioned and put into practice years ago. Engaging with listeners on a platform such as this will make the agency seem more humane and transparent. Seem more... You you know that's the point of it, then. Like, it's seem more... This is a move in the right direction and will allow engagement with this new generation of millennials. <laughs> new generation of millennials. Imagine, like, you know, talking about, like, uh, the Third Reich and saying, you know what? They just really have really bad PR. Yeah, they need better exactly. PR. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked that this person thinks the millennials are a new generation. The youngest millennials are approaching 30. Uh, yeah. Like, is this, this guy stuck in 2001? I, everyone is mad. Fucking millennials yeah. all the time. Gen Z is who you should be hating now. <laughs> um, <laughs> please, get off my ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Intel, okay. Intelukulevitan. Intel, Intelukulevitan. Intellicoolivision? I don't know what this person's trying to say. Is challenging in the 21st intelligence, I think is what they're trying. I don't know. Uh, Is challenging in the 21st century and will follow and I'm sorry, and will allow for increased recruitment efforts with the appropriately qualified future applicants. God bless America. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong? This is the this is the worst. 
<laughs> Somebody said here the CIA is responsible for the assassination, and then it just it's dot dot dot. It was too long. That the the heading was too long. And it just says Man they do got not assassinated in the middle of writing that comment. Yeah. And the snipers were outside the window. And they the were body. ready to take the shot. The body of the comment says they do not mention this in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, 3.8 stars. Uh, I kind of expected it would be lower. I expected more from the internet. I, I honestly, I, I'm maybe I'm too like conspiratorial here. I'm sure they bought those reviews or something. Oh, they paid oh there's a couple of them. I, it, there's a couple of them that are pretty obviously written by. Yeah, yeah. The 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 that that the truth will set us free. One and this one probably as well. There's the, another from from Sarth. Uh, I don't know who Sarth is. Very interesting. Pulls back the veil and reveals uh, people just like the rest of us who are working hard to do a job. Protect America. Oh my god. Like that, those are the ones that are paid for. Yeah, dude, for 100%. Like, okay, I can, I can comprehend someone who just has no idea what the CIA is, CIA does, or maybe they're just like, maybe they are just truly pro CIA and they're just completely oblivious to like the organization's history. I, 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 they have um, to not know, right? I cannot, yeah. But I cannot envision someone going to leave a review of, of a CIA podcast. No, I can't envision, I can't envision I listening to imagine. one earnestly listening to it. Like right, sitting down with like, right, I'm very right. interested in what these people have to say. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> This guy left a five-star review. This is the last one. Um, Eye-opening, it says. The individuals working for the agency truly are too far downstream to recognize their responsibility for the worst atrocities perpetrated. Uh, I'm sorry. For the atrocities they've helped perpetuate. I'm sorry, perpetrate. It says perpetuate one place and perpetrate another. Uh, yeah. So that was a five-star review. Uh, I'm wondering if he knows how this works. I no, no, I, I, people do this all the time, and I think it's great. They use five-star, they'll give it five stars, but they'll do that so the comment gets read, so that they bait people into thinking it's a positive comment, and then they swat, they switch it around, uh, like, Ooh, like they yeah. get people to read the positive <laughs> comment, and, but it's actually a negative. There's uh, also the scrapers, do, I, I, there's also the scrapers where, like, you can set up a carousel, basically, on your website that scrapes your page for five-star reviews and then just posts them. Oh I, yeah. I wonder if that I wonder if you could pull that trick. Maybe not on this show, but I'm sure you could pull that on some people. Right. Where you right. have a five star review that gets scraped and posted to their website and it's like this this dude fucked my wife or whatever. <laughs> Why do they upload a trailer? I don't understand this. Huh. I I don't understand Neo podcasting. I don't get it. Yeah. Why do we need trailers and seasons? Right, bruh. Right. I don't, it's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, that is a, that is fascinating. So they want you to think that they're not lizards. They want you to think they're human people. Yes, correct. Ugh. I'm, I'm, there's got to be some people who listen to it earnestly. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I just can't, I just can't imagine who or why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know. I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you also posted. You yeah. brought you brought the goods today, my dude. Um, oh. you posted a story out of Iran. Now, there's been yeah. stuff going on in Iran. Um, yes. 
there were some protests that were kicked off. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I know nothing about these. What's yeah. up? So it was kicked off um, by a woman who died in police custody, essentially. Um, I'm, I'm trying ah. to find her name here. I should have had. Oh, uh, Masha Amini. Um, she was a 22 year old woman in the custody of the morality police on September. And mind you, um, that is actually, this is from the New York times, by the way. Um, that is actually what the police in Iran are called. They're, they're called the morality police. That's not just me inter editorializing here. Glorious. Um, yeah. The morality police. Um, on September 16th, uh, Miss Amani was arrested on accusations of violating the hijab mandate. Um, and then uh, this essentially is what kicked. Uh, in a, so she was arrested, and but later uh, seven, uh, she later I guess died in police custody. Um, and then that essentially has started off the riots, and they've been very violent since. And you you've seen like um, protests of like women like taking off the hijab in in protest and things like that, and multiple clashes with police. And I, I think they even set uh, some police department on fire, maybe. I think, yeah. Well, I have to, I have to scroll up. Some of it is like jumbled. I have to, but, but yeah, yeah. That's that's essentially like what kicked this off. That's that's very interesting. Yes, that's very interesting. I wonder uh, because it's it's one of those look. People die in police custody all the time, not just in Iran, but here too. Um, mm -hmm. This is one of those things. I mean, you get you, there's stories all the time of people who got you know pulled out of the back of a police car and they're all kinds of busted up and they're fucking dead back there. Yeah, like that that kind of thing happens. There's a, I, I forget the term for it, but there is a term for when cops throw people in the back of a uh, squad car or uh, one of the mm -hmm. SUVs and they drive like maniacs <clears throat> and basically beat the person up with the car because they don't they don't strap them in. Uh, right. There's a term for it. I forget what the term is. But, uh, yeah, so that kind of thing happens all the time. And then we had that story recently. Oh, did you see the video? Oh, fuck, dude. Did you see the video of the cop? They arrested, uh, they arrested this, uh, this, I think it was a man. Um, but I'm not positive about that. But this, this, this woman arrests this person, puts them in the back of the car, cuffed, yes. closes the doors. You can't get out. Parked yeah. the vehicle on the train tracks. On train tracks. On train tracks. Yes. An oncoming train hits the squad car and the individual fucking dies, of course, because you can't you versus a train you lose. The like the like that. I, I don't that think kind they died, I thought. I thought they got him out. Did they cut did they get them out? I heard they were I thought dead. they got him out. Yeah, I thought but they uh, might have been, they be might be in critical. Hold on a second. Let me get it pulled up, because I don't want to be wrong about this. Uh, let me get it pulled up. Um, uh, officers responding to a report of road rage confrontation, yada, yada, yada. Traffic stop. Considered high risk. Uh, da, 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 da. Officers appear to take at least 15 seconds to realize a UP train is coming. Once one of the officers grasps the train is approaching, uh, the patrol cruiser, they yell while another officer tells his colleague, stay back. An officer is then shown running around a few times near the patrol vehicle before ultimately running for cover as the train slams into the car, taking it several yards down the tracks. After 20 seconds, uh, was she in there? Was she in there? So it was a she. Oh my god, yes she was, said one officer. Um... 
suffered numerous... Okay, I think she's alive. Uh, according to attorney Paul Wigson, uh, she was unconscious by the time she arrived at the hospital, suffered numerous injuries, including a broken arm that required surgery, nine broken ribs, a fractured sternum, and a wound to the back of her head. Lucky to be alive. Lucky Holy to be shit. alive. You fucking die. Like, I, I, I've, I've, talked, I've, yeah, I've, is- I've talked about this before, but I've worked on, on, on railroads. I worked on the railroad, and the you die. Yep. If you're if you're in a vehicle and you get hit by a locomotive, you die. Oh yeah, like that's just the. That's rule. extremely. She is extremely lucky. Uh, Incredibly lucky to be alive. Yeah. By the way, this is not an issue. Um, I, I wanted to say there were people who were saying that that qualified immunity would cover these officers. I don't think that's the case. Um, qualified immunity covers uh, Section 1983 actions. Uh, negligence. Um, is not a Section 1983 action. Uh, but there, there was a duty of care owed, and that duty was violated. You could file 1983 actions that qualified immunity might protect the cops with, but simple negligence, uh, these cops are not protected from a simple negligence suit uh, on, this, on this event. Uh, unless the city wants to indemnify them, which is possible. City or county or whoever like, it is they work for. I'm struggling between... Are they fucking stupid or, or were they malicious here? <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm going to say at this point for me, I'm going to say the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you don't like, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, you don't put someone in chains in the back of your car if you're not right. behaving maliciously. Right. Like well, on, yeah, on a yeah, very yeah, base yeah. level. So, That's so, right. so to me, it's like, I don't like they're, they, yeah. I mean, hell, it was a fucking yeah. attempted murder as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they, absolutely. They, I think it was absolutely attempted murder. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Did you intend to put her in the car and did you intend to park the car on the tracks? Yes to both, obviously, right. or you wouldn't have done yeah. it. Uh, so right. yeah, I mean, if this person, if this person, uh, if this person died, it would be a manslaughter charge. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but this is a, this is gross negligence. Um, oh yeah, there's all kinds of civil actions you can take against these officers that that they are not protected from under Section 1983 uh, or by Section 1983 because they're not Section 1983 actions. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, these cops. I, I'm sorry. Anyway, we were talking about Iran. A woman di- a yeah. woman dies in police custody. She died, right? Yes. She didn't get the hell beat out of her. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, she had been arrested for improperly wearing her hijab. I believe was the was it was it improper? That, or was correct. it not wearing it at all? Um, I believe it was in, uh, let me scroll down. I, uh, it was one of those. It, it was at certainly at the very minimum, it was a violation of the hijab mandate. So okay. she was either wearing it improperly or not at all. One of the two. Um, but either way, uh, she was arrested by the police in Iran. Um, she later, um, wound up dead in police custody. And then that is essentially what started, what kicked this whole thing off. Yeah. And they've been, there's, it's been riots, like real riots, real ass riots in Iran. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I wasn't um, aware that it was that big a deal. Yeah. So apparently um, the, their Internet access has been cut off in Iran. Um, so it's hard for them to like get things out themselves. Oh, boy. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, especially on cell phone wide apps, widely used for communication, has been uh, disrupted or fully blocked, um, apparently. Yeah. Wow. So, are you pulling uh, from the are yeah, you that, pulling from this uh, New York Times? From the New York Times. Yeah. From the New York Times piece. Yeah. 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 Um, 
In many cities, including Tehran, the capital, security forces responded by opening fire on crowds. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely not like just some type of, you know, uh, protest where they're just like standing by. No, no, it's very violent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, it's it's in several cities, too. Like, it's not just it's yeah, not just several. in like Tehran or anything. It's it's everywhere. Right. Um, Iranian state media uh, said late Friday at least 35 people have been killed in the unrest. Um, but human rights groups said on Saturday the number is likely much um, to be much higher. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to get like accurate. It's almost impossible to get like accurate info on like how many people have actually been killed in these types of things. Um, yeah. Uh, so like, we're never gonna get good numbers, numbers on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the um, ministry. There's an interesting paragraph in this in this New York Times piece. I scrolled down to the bottom here. It's, yeah. The Ministry of Intelligence sent a text message to all cell phone users, warning that that anyone participating in the demonstrations, which it said were organized by Iran's enemies, would be punished according to Sharia law. Copies of the text were shared with the New York Times and also posted on social media. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, whenever we talk about like these wide scale like protests um, or demonstrations, I think there's always a, a, a possibility or a uh, not a possibility, but there's also some people who are quick to jump to, oh, it's the CIA behind this. Right. Um, and while oh, that sure. might be true, I, I don't think we can always discount. I don't think we can always uh, discount the fact that. It, this might this could just be genuine like these things do happen spontaneously as well as being backed by the cia uh right so it could it, we, we just don't know at the moment right so like I, I think it's always just better to kind of take things at face value until we get more like info that oh yeah cia might be you know doing stuff or and you know truthfully it could be but it could be a mix of both it could both be genuine and the cia is trying to instigate and fan flames uh, uh you know, so the, they certainly like to take advantage of things like that yes um, absolutely Let's see, uh, well, has, has Victoria Newland been to Iran in the last uh, couple of months? I don't know. <laughs> That's an easy way to tell. Yeah. <laughs> she shows up somewhere, and three months later, it pops off, man. Like, that's a, it's a yeah, consistent like pattern. Yeah, really? yeah, like, the fed mothman, dude. <laughs> you just get a sighting, and then horrible things happen. It's exactly. Like Yes, she she one hundred percent is. It looks like she hasn't been. She's dealing with a lot of Ukraine shit and stuff. So the oh, the yeah. Uh, yeah, I was looking for it. I don't know. I just, it's just a cursory search. She may well have have uh, gone yeah. over there. Uh, but she's not there right now, passing out cookies. I don't think. Which uh, yeah, no. <laughs> she was doing during the uh, the little uprising in uh, in Ukraine in twenty fourteen. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still can't get over how people don't know how that whole thing went down. Um. <laughs> The uh, yeah, so this I'm 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 interested to see where this goes. I have a feeling they'll just quell it and nothing will change. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't I don't yeah, yeah yeah I don't see anything like long term happening from this protest. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's kind of like you know, like there was the Arab Spring. You know, back in what was that 2008 or 2009 or something? I believe. God, something it. around that. Uh, or twenty well, somewhere around there. Leading, I don't know, up, time is leading weird. up to like twenty twelve. So it was in like I think it was in like twenty eleven, yeah. twenty twelve yeah. around. So you saw a little bit of stuff with that, but I don't think that really went anywhere. It, it's it definitely not like Iran. Nothing really changed in like Iran right. at all. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. I'm interested yeah, to I, see. I'm interested to see if this. If I. I don't think yeah. it's going to go. Anywhere. It'll yeah. just get tamped down. But it's. It's. Yeah. It's I mean, nice to see. It is nice to see. I, I like. I like seeing uh, like videos of like people like uh, the women ripping off their hijabs. I think that's cool. You know. Uh, yes. Good on you. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's. It's. It, it's the kind of thing too where. <clears throat> I think it's indicative. Yeah, we've we've talked about kind of the mood before, but I I get the feeling that globally there's it's it's a high tension sort of situation. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Um, I get the feeling that that the the world, um, even looking at news from outside of the United States, uh, outside of American politics, all that stuff. You you look at international news even, and it, and it feels different. Um. It, it's it, it 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 everything feels a little bit like a powder keg. I mean, you, you hear yeah. stuff about. I mean, f- f- good God, we were hearing about fucking farmers protesting in the Netherlands. When's the last time you've ever heard anything out of the oh, Netherlands? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Netherlands doesn't exist until it does. And exactly. Then things happen and then it goes away for like a couple of years. Yeah, they go back just, to whatever strange yeah. other dimension the Netherlands exists in. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. It seems like it seems like a powder keg. It it really mm-hmm. does, and I'm I'm. It's kind of exciting, if I'm honest. <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying, but it's also I, kind I, of we exciting. Great for the show. Yeah, oh, yeah. great for the show. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I've talked to my dad about this kind of thing a lot before, but one of the things I told him, uh, and that I I keep telling him is is, man, we're on the fun part of the roller coaster. That's the way I see it. <laughs> we're yeah, we've hit the peak, and now we're. Just throw your hands up and say we. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, what else can you do except enjoy the ride? So. Exactly. Um, okay, I want to get to... You also shared uh, something related to Ukraine, a couple of things related to Ukraine, but I, 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 I want to save that for last because there's a tweet in here that you shared that I want to bite <laughs> someone's fucking head off. Yeah, um, yeah. And I wanted to bite someone's head off as soon as I saw it. But first, I want to check out um, this story from uh, ABC 13, Houston. Um, okay. And this is not about the story itself. I'm not so much concerned with the story itself. It's a relatively old story. But my girlfriend saw it, um, I, think, uh, I think it was actually the Sunday it was published, the 18th. Um, my girlfriend saw it that day, and I told her to send it to me. Because of the way that it's written. Okay? Mm-hmm. I want to look at... I want to read the headline, okay? Uh, homeowner's nephew arrested in shootout that left 18-year-old dead in spring. Uh, and that's spring, Texas, not spring the, uh, not spring the season. This uh, Harris County, Texas, uh, KTRK... A man charged with the murder of a teenager was released on bond one day before the shooting, according to court documents. Daniel Hines, 21, appeared in court on Saturday after he was arrested for shooting 18-year-old Curtis Mobley after he was found in his 14-year-old girlfriend's bed. The 14-year-old was Hines' cousin. Hines had been released on bond for criminal trespassing the day before the shooting occurred, according to court records. According to Sergeant Ben Beal with the Harris County Sheriff's Office, at about 1.10 a.m. on Friday, a 911 call came from the residence on Bloggett Peak Trail in spring. Okay. 
I am one, two, three, four graphs plus the headline deep into this story. Yes. What do you know about this guy? The guy who shot, which, which the guy, guy who was arrested, know. the guy who was arrested. Uh, there should so be, far that, uh, there should be one fact that you like really know about this guy at this point. Well, that he was released on bond. Is yes. That what, uh, what yes. Yes. Okay, yes they said it bond. twice. Yeah, yeah. They said it twice in four yes. paragraphs. They said it twice. Yes. Now, this is also the fold. The, the, where I stopped is the fold. There's an ad in the middle of the page right after where <laughs> I stopped. Okay? Yeah. The story continues. According to investigators, the homeowner called deputies saying she found Mobley in bed with her juvenile daughter, daughter after hearing a man's voice. The mother said she called Hines, her nephew, and told him to get Mobley to leave the residence. Oh, well, hold on now. Now we got a slightly different sort of sort of situations kind of right. revealing itself below the fold, don't you think? Yeah. What actually happened here is not known. But the but Hines and Mobley ran into each other outside the residence. There was a shootout. Okay? Yeah. That's that's all the facts that we know. Both men were armed. There was a shootout. They found something like 15 shell casings. So, and, and, and Hines was arrested and Mobley is dead. Or, I'm sorry, might have been taken to the hospital, actually. Unresponsive with several gunshot wounds. He might be dead by now, I don't know. He's dead. Yeah, Just he dead was pronounced dead. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, he's dead. Critical condition, was pronounced dead. Okay. So nobody knows what happened. I don't know what happened. The news doesn't know what happened. The cops don't know what happened. Nobody knows what happened. But they sure made it a point in the first four graphs above the fold to say he was released on bond the day before. Right. There's no payoff here. Just from like a structure perspective, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. It was a criminal trespass charge. Of course yeah. he was released on bond. They're not going to keep you in an overcrowded jail on a criminal trespass charge. Yeah, you're going to bond out on right. that. So this is part of something that I've seen ha uh, that I have seen happen a lot here recently, especially here. But this is also happening nationally. There's a real, real attack on bond reform. Have you seen any of this? Oh, 100%. Yes, yes. I, I, yes, I have. I think this is part and parcel of that. And it also links in, and I, I didn't, I wish I hadn't gotten sick today because I would have had time to cut that, uh, that audio that I listened to the other day of uh, one of the yeah. guys who was in the courtroom recounting Kim Og's testimony, Kim Og, the district attorney. Uh, her testimony on the stand in a uh, in a in a motion for um, a change of venue. <clears throat> she had to, she was mentioned as part of it because of the way that she, her media machine operates. Uh, Murray Newman appeared on uh, on Reasonable Doubt, which is a public access cable show <laughs> here in town. Um, but it's it's run by a, an attorney's organization, and it was it was a very interesting interview. I'd like to chop it up and bring it in uh, next week. But one of the things that that was mentioned there is that the the DA's communications office, the DA's office, uh, and people generally, uh, there's a, there's a 
a concerted effort to make people in Harris County, in Houston, feel unsafe. Feel like violent crime is just skyrocketing. And all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and there was a bump post-COVID. There was a bump during and after COVID, but it's not like the sky's falling. You know what I mean? It's, not, it's no more than you would expect when you have an economic collapse and uh, something like, what was it, half of people just entirely out of work? Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that seems very, like, I can, it, that makes sense. You know, it makes logical sense to me right. why that rise would happen. Exactly. And, and the economy's collapsing. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a bump in crime. But um, yeah. it's, not, it's not like a sky is falling level thing. And, but there has been a concerted effort uh, by the district attorney's office uh, to some extent. Um, in you know, my position, um, in my opinion, based on the things that I've seen, yada, yada, yada. Um, there, there, there seems to be a concerted effort by the DA's office, by the media, to make people feel unsafe. I think this is happening nationally. Um, yeah. Because there is a, there, there's a, there was an interesting thing, and I, I have another link in there. It's not so much the whole thing that's interesting. It's one little piece of it. This is from Bloomberg. Texas bail reform reduced jail time and crime, new study says. This was bail reform for misdemeanor offenses. Uh, there was a study that they did uh, that Bloomberg is reporting on. The study found, this from the story, the study found a 15% drop in guilty pleas combined with a 17% reduction in the likelihood of a jail sentence and a 15% drop in convictions. Which the study's authors say indicates that fewer innocent people are serving time for crimes they didn't commit. That's after bond reform for misdemeanors. Okay? Right. District attorneys don't like things that reduce their conviction rate. Right, of course not. Of course they don't. Yeah, of course they don't. But when you have people who are in jail for misdemeanor offenses for two years, and you come to them with a plea deal, and it's time served, okay, fine. I've been here for two years already, I basically served the sentence. I'm out. Yeah. A 15% reduction in pleas. And if you're not bonded out, you're in jail. I I don't know. I I think there's a lot of people who don't really understand the way that it works. Like, they think that you just at some point get to go home. That doesn't exist. Yeah, that's not a thing. (laughs) If you're not bonded out, you're in jail. Except for the possibility that you might get an ankle monitor, maybe. But that's not common. That's, That's certainly not something you want to bank on. If you're not bonded out, you're in jail. Yes, even on misdemeanors. Which means that you're sitting in a cage until your court date. Your court date in Harris County is going to be in two years. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there's a lot of people who don't really have that context for, like, because people are used to just getting to go home at the end of the day. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who don't really understand that, like, no, 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 you don't get to go. You're in this cage until you go to court. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, so that would make sense then that that would reduce plea deals. Cause you don't have people sitting in jail for six months, right. a year, two years who then get, get past a plea deal. That's for time served. And they just want to go the fuck home. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't really have that. So it, it makes, it makes perfect sense that this would reduce pleas, that this would reduce convictions as well. Yeah. So the, the, what I'm, what I'm kind of driving at. And I bring all this up at the beginning to, to get to this point, which is to say, 
I have noticed a pattern in popular media. I have noticed, uh, not popular media, but in media that people watch. Yeah. I have noticed a pattern in news reportage. I've noticed a pattern in the way that people are talking. They really, really don't want bail reform. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, they always dress it up in, just like in the story, right? Like, oh, look, this, this person was released, and then he did this bad thing afterwards. Let's see, we, we got to keep him in prison. We got to, sorry, we got to keep him in jail. Uh, this is just what happens. Right. Right. For criminal trespass. Right. You, you bond out on criminal trespass. It's just what you do. Yeah. <laughs> if you can afford it, you're out. I mean, it's, they're not yeah. going to try and keep you in an overcrowded jail for that. If you can afford it, you're, you're going home. But that's, yeah. the, but that's the thing. They, 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 it's, I've seen so much stuff framed like this, where it's like, guy does thing right after he was released on bond. And it's like, yeah, okay, all right, I get it. I understand. Um, and sometimes the story is exactly as it seems. Sometimes a guy gets released on bond and he goes and kills someone. Like, that's just, he just does that. It's like, okay, well, I mean, whatever. I mean, nothing was going to stop him anyway. But. At, a certain point, at a certain point, it's like, we could say that, well, he couldn't, he wouldn't have murdered someone if he was kept in jail. But it's also like, okay, why don't we just lock everyone up at that point? Yeah, well, but, well, not no just that. Anyone. Not just that, but he could have killed someone in jail, too. There's no, there's no magical force field right. in jail that keeps people from killing each other. That's it happens right, all the goddamn exactly, time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about prison. Like, actual jail. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there's no, this, this idea that that's not going to happen is insane. Yeah. And, and further, the idea that you have to... Okay, let me ask you this. Because this is something not a lot of people know. You might know. But I would not be surprised if you don't. Don't feel bad if you don't. What is the purpose of Bond? Uh, I mean, I, I would assume... Well, okay, there's multiple ways I could answer this. Um, I, I could come at it from different perspectives. I, Just the, the, stated purpose, purpose. the stated purpose legally of Bond. Okay. Isn't it to... Uh, I actually don't know exactly. I, I would assume it's just to uh, like get the person out. Like to Most pay, pay people them. don't. Most people don't know. The purpose of bond is that you put up a certain amount of money, yeah. property, which is held right. in the event that you're acquitted. Okay? But it yeah. is held to assure your appearance in court. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because if you're acquitted, you get it back. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's the purpose of bail. Right. You're it's betting a, on yourself, essentially. Kind of. Well, what you're doing is what, what it's supposed to do is you, you are going to, um, <clears throat> you're going to give this amount of money. Uh, and, and what the court is supposed to do is set bail such that it is a significant enough amount of your money that you will come back for it. But it right. is not such a significant amount that you can't pay, pay your bond. Right. Because that um, would defeat, defeat the purpose if it was just too high that you couldn't pay it. Exactly. The, the way the, that the bond, the way that the system of, of bond is, is set up, of bail is set up, you're supposed to be able to pay it. And it's supposed to be significant enough to make sure you come back. But you're not supposed to be in a cage as an innocent person. As a person presumed right. innocent under the law. 
The idea of keeping people who are presumed innocent under the law in a cage is supposed to be reserved only for those people who are legitimately dangerous to have out. Right. And who we can obviously see as dangerous and who obviously, like, you know, like psychopaths, serial killers, these right. types of people. Right, right, right. People who people who are have made true threats. For example, you got this kind of situation where you have a guy who gets arrested for uh, beating on his wife or whatever, and mm -hmm. they keep him in jail because the danger is if he gets out, he's going to kill her. Like right. if that that seems like a real real concern at the in the moment. Okay, mm -hmm. well then we got to keep him in a cage. But the the right. the, the, the for for everyone else, <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to be able to fork over some significant enough amount of money to ensure that you'll return for it. But you're supposed to you're supposed to fork that over and then they hold on to it. You come to court, you get it back. That's the point. Nobody knows that people think I don't know why people think bond exists if not for that. But nobody knows that it's so weird. to right. me. It's so strange to me. And it's not it's not strange that nobody knows it because nobody knows it. It's, it's legitimately it's not popular right. knowledge. But this this idea that. Well, then what else is it for? Are, are you supposed to be right. a lot of people? A lot of people who critique bonds don't seem like they, they seem to like not understand it, but they don't. They're critiquing something they also don't understand at the same time. I'm uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm wondering if they think it's a I'm wondering if the assumption is that bond is a thing that exists because of some legal anachronism. And that's why we can set it so high to keep people in 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 jail is because right. like that's how you work within the legal anachronism that is bond. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right, wondering right, if that's right. what people are assume. But no, it, it serves a purpose and its purpose yeah. is known. I mean, it's talked about in in constitutional treatises. It's talked about. uh in many state constitutions, <clears throat> the uh, the Texas state constitution talks about bond in particular. You're supposed to have a right to bond in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, so the the, the this whole <clears throat> is I, I, I say that to say this, I guess that that there's so little knowledge about the system out there. Uh. And it's, again, it doesn't surprise me that nobody understands this or knows this stuff, because it's, it's, at this point, it's kind of esoteric, because nobody talks about it. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think oftentimes, right, like, uh, people often, like, associate jail and prison together, even though they're not necessarily the same thing at all. And they kind of, when people are focusing on, and I, you know, I'm glad more people are focusing on prison and it, at all, but it's like, I think a lot of people just ignore, like, jail, the process, you know, the place you're in before you actually go go to prison or possibly get sent to prison. It's, right. Uh, well, they, yeah, they, most people just completely ignore it. And people don't know what's happened to the speedy trial, right? People don't know... Um, right. I mean, for example, there were all those stories about all those deaths. Well, I mean, Rikers. Like Rikers. Exactly. Yeah, I say, exactly. Rikers. Yeah. Fucking read my mind, dude. All that shit about Rikers. I said, Look, I thought Rikers was a prison. I didn't know Rikers was a jail. Um, but it doesn't surprise me to find out that it is a jail. But it's it's uh, that those are people who are being kept in cages. They're not convicted of any crime. They're presumed innocent until proven guilty. Right. Who are just sitting there. Uh, Suffering. I think some didn't some die of a heat stroke or uh, it, yeah. There's some. Uh, some it happens in. Die, it actually uh, happens in Texas uh, too. I oh think. yeah, 
God, There's a lot of heat strokes in Texas. Well, yeah, it was, was happening it, uh, in Rikers. Uh, Arpaio or whatever. Or was he in Arizona? That's or Arizona. Texas? I don't remember. Arizona. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is an infamous uh like yes. jailhouse. Um, yes. Yeah. This uh, it's such an interesting thing. It's such an interesting thing. I, I just I wanted to bring that up uh, for this episode because I've seen so much about it, and I'm not I'm not really understanding where all of the um hate for bail reform is coming from it seems just like a bunch of people doing thinking what the media tells them to think right yeah i i could see very much see it like um you know uh, from like some like uh type of thing it's like oh these people they just want criminals on the street they just want them to run loose you know yada 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 right it kind of seems that way to me it seems like it's it seems like it's people thinking what the media is telling them to think about because yeah. it's it because again you ask people what bail is nobody knows Mm-hmm. And I'm not again. I don't hold that against anyone. It's esoterica. It's like weird arcane right. knowledge, right? But it's it's yeah. also one of those things where it's but like, if you're yeah, but if you criticize it, you right. should be expected to know what you're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Just a sufficient enough amount of money to ensure you'll come back. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's all it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be an excuse for the state to keep you in a cage when they haven't proved you did anything. It's so insane. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I wanted to get that. I wanted to get no, that in there. Important part, it's, it's an important, important point, though, because like, like, it's true. If you are innocent until proven guilty, they should have no right to have you in a cage. Like, <laughs> No, there's no reason for it. I, I, yeah. You haven't done anything. You haven't done anything right. until 12 motherfuckers who you don't know are convinced by a stranger that you did something. It seems right. ridiculous on its face, and it is, yeah. but... It's way better than just some asshole saying, no, he did it, and, and we're going to keep right. him in a cage because we know that. Yeah. No, right. you get 12 people, and you get somebody to tell those 12 people, hey, here's why you have reason to doubt the person who says this person did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's... Uh, I don't I don't it's know. It's but it's kind of the best thing we got, uh, so it's kind of like, I, well... Honestly, I, I, I think it's as close to perfect as you can get. A, a, a oh, jury... I agree. I agree. A jury of people, 12 people from your locale saying, uh, yeah, man, um, I'm convinced or I'm not convinced. And then if they're convinced, really, those 12 people practice, saying, I really, mm. In practice, I'm really skeptical of criminal juries, the juries on criminal, criminal cases in particular. Um, but in theory, I like it. I, well, I, like, I like the idea of 12 peers. Um, I, I agree like, with you on that. My, my, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I should clarify. The criminal system itself is not well served in, by juries, or rather, juries are not well served in the criminal system. Um, right. the, the, it, it is the other way around. Juries are not well served in the criminal system. They do far better in the civil system, which is why we should have non-carceral restitution-based justice. Yeah. <laughs> like that, should be, that should be the way that we handle it, because juries are very, very good at that, and not very good at deciding... Um, what reasonable doubt is and whether or not somebody belongs to uh, or deserves to die in a cage. Juries suck at that. They're really, really good at money damages. Let's just let them figure that yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so you shared. Let's do the let's do yes. that tweet that really pissed me off last. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Can you please this save that for from... last? Because it, oh, man, it made me fly into a fucking tizzy. Okay, you want to save that one for last? Then? Yeah, can we do it last? <laughs> please. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> End uh, with a fucking bang. So, in other, uh, in other news about Russia and Ukraine, um, uh, Putin has announced essentially conscription. He's, uh, they, they were conscripting, but they're conscripting like more regiments, I guess, now. Um, well, they weren't fully uh, mobilized. They, they have not they been were not fully, fully mobilized. mobilized. Yeah, correct. Correct. They were not fully mobilized. This is now an attempt to, um, well, he, he's announcing partial mobilization. So, so not complete mobilization, but still, it, it's still a, a significant amount of Russian, uh, Russian men who are now being uh, enslaved into the military, essentially. Um, and he's also he also has a this is from the Washington Examiner. Uh, Putin announces partial mobilization uh, of conscripts and he all and comma threatens using nuclear weapons. So there's a, there's a quote down here. Um, this is from this is from Putin. Mobilization events will begin Wednesday. I consider it necessary to support the proposal of the Ministry of Defense and the general staff to conduct partial mobilization in Russian Federation in the Russian Federation. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he goes on to say, we're talking about partial mobilization. That is, only citizens who are currently in the reserve will be subject to conscription. And above all, those who served in the armed forces who have certain military spe uh, speciality and relevant experience. Um, OK, so they're calling, the also, up, calling yeah. up old contracts and pulling reservists, yep. which I'm not actually That's sure right. how the Russian system works. It might be that you have to be a reservist. I know there's I believe a, that's correct. I, I know there correct. are there are systems like uh, I know in Germany, I think you can go into medical or the military, but you have to do two years in either medical or the military. Um, yeah, uh, it was it either it either is or was that way. I know that I had an art teacher who was a German national and he he had experienced that. And then it's also that way in Israel. In Israel, you have to join the military for a certain yes, period of time. Imagine. Yes. Uh, so the, it's possible that when he's talking about reservists, it could be people who are there because it's the law to be there, which is, uh, it's, it's just conscription with extra steps. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, uh, he also went on to uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 go for it. Go for it. Go for it. No, I, he also goes on to talk about how, uh, this is like where the nuclear threat comes in. Um, he says that essentially um, it says Putin also issued a new threat to Western countries offering help to Ukraine amid the invasion, warning against what he calls, quote, unquote, nuclear blackmail uh, by reminding other world leaders that, quote, our country has uh, also has various means of destruction. Um, and the quote continues for separate components and more modern uh, than those of NATO countries. Uh, when the territorial integrity of our country is threatened to protect Russia and our people, we will certainly use all the means at our disposal. And Putin says, in quote, this is not a bluff. Uh, so he, he's saying that, look, if it came to it, I would use nukes uh, uh -huh. to protect the stability of, of Russia. Um, yeah, that, so, you know, you can, you can believe, believe it's true one way or the other. Um, you know, you can speculate that, but for one thing, the amount of people who were just like, you know, hand waving this away as if, oh yeah, who cares? Send in NATO. <laughs> like, yeah. These people are insane. These yeah. You're asking for that shit. Fucking crazy. <laughs> you're asking for world war three. That was exactly the same yes. thing with, when, when Hillary Clinton was talking about a no fly zone. What was it over no Syria? Yeah, um, over Syria. yeah, it's you're, you're asking for world war three. If you yes. do that, you shoot down a Russian plane over Syria, you just started World War Three. 
Like this is this right. is not this is insane to me that people think they can just tout this shit and yep. and act like uh, yeah no we're just talking about nukes. The fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. At a certain point, it's like, why would you ever think this is a good idea? Like, think of so if someone is just really concerned about the Ukrainian civilians. I I'm, I completely understand and would agree. But think about all, all the things you could do to help those civilians, like evacuate them, um, offer them, you know, asylum somewhere um, that would not involve World War Three. Right. <laughs> um, think about all the ways you could do that uh, instead of trying to, like, poke the bear, um, because um, Russia has enough nukes and America. Russia and America both have, I think, upwards of like four thousand nuclear w- uh, warheads. Um, at four to six thousand, somewhere in that, in that range, they both have enough nuclear weapons to wipe out all life on Earth. Uh, more than enough, way more than enough. Yep. Uh, they could blow up the moon while they're at it for funsies. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it, it's just like the way people. And, and oh god, we're gonna get into it in the next in the next topic that we're saving for last. But uh, all, all these like fucking liberals who are just like, oh, yeah, who cares? You know, this just proves that Putin's more of a threat and we need to go in and take him out. It's like, oh, <sighs> OK. And this is where this, uh, you know, goddamn liberal hip- hypocrisy really comes in. Because, you know, th- we were told uh, for uh, like two years how dangerous COVID was. Um, right. And they're talking about, oh, my God, we need to do every- we need to take the most precautions possible to uh, prevent something horrible from happening. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. Yeah, let's it start World matter. War Three now. Right, right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Over, over the course of COVID, it's, it doesn't matter how many uh, fucking uh, teenagers kill themselves because you strip their socialization away from them. It doesn't matter how many people relapse into drug and alcohol use. It doesn't matter how many people take up drug and alcohol use because you strip socialization from a social creature, you fucking science deniers. Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it, doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter how high the stack of corpses I'm standing on is. I, I'm, I'm on the moral high ground, right? That's, how, that's right. all it was during fucking COVID. And it's the same thing here. It's the same thing here, where it's where it's this fucking. Uh, I'm going to pretend to care so much, and all I want to do is kill people. Right, exactly. Uh, but but at least before they were all like, oh well, we, we're doing this to keep people safe, and now it's like, yeah, we need to start World War Three to save people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm just it's an it's an uh, eighth grader's idea of of geopolitics. I'm telling you, man. Right. When I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade, I thought things like glass the Middle East and just go in and kill the Ayatollah were good ideas. I was in eighth grade. This is an eighth grader's idea of geopolitics. Yeah. It's like uh, in The Dark Knight when the Joker's like, it's simple. We just kill the Batman. Exactly. It's simple. We just, you know. We just kill the Putin. Uh, Okay. Great. It's simple. <laughs> God, they can make a podcast about it out of fucking yeah. Langley. The, the, it's it's such a goddamn. I, honestly, I, I've been frustrated with all the Ukraine shit going all the way back to when it first fucking started, um, yeah. and people could not comprehend why I was saying we should leave it the fuck alone. We caused this mess in the first place. Um. Yeah. People could, people could not comprehend the fact that the United States installed a puppet regime in Ukraine in 2014. They, couldn't under, they could not comprehend the fact that the United States 
uh, your, uh, the United States had backed Zelensky in ignoring the, uh, what was it, the Minsk Accords? I can't remember what they were called. Yes. Dealing I with... I believe that's correct. Yes, dealing with Luhansk and the Donbass. They, they, yep. they, they couldn't, uh, they, they could not, it, it was, nobody knows anything. <laughs> and yet everyone wants to go to fucking nuclear war with Russia. And it seems like, you know, uh, none of the anti-war liberals, uh, the anti-war left, I should say, uh, well, I mean, they're still anti, sorry, there, there are still some people on the left who are anti-war, but a lot of liberals uh, who, who in 2004 or 2002 opposed like Afghanistan, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Iraq mostly, when they opposed the invasion of Iraq, uh, it seems like they, all, all the lessons that could have been learned from that just whooshed, went, went oh, out yeah, their heads, no. went bye-bye. No, because uh, history like, started in 2015. Right, right. So, so now when we go in for, you know, so, for some type of regime change mission in Ukraine or, you know, or to, to merely liberate the populace from the clutches of a tyrant. Uh, yeah, when, when the United States government says that, that means they're going to drop bombs on children. That's what that means. That's practice. exactly what that means. Um, uh, and it's also like, like, it, OK, it's really hard for me to take liberals uh, at their word when they're talking about, oh, you know, all the you know, we just care about the Ukrainian civilians. We care about all this. They do. I've never these people don't give a shit about Yemen. They don't give no. a shit about all these other places, all these other like, you know, like their favorite presidents are mass murderers. Yeah. And I mean, I'm that it's not specific to the left, but it's true. They go gaga over uh, blood soaked monsters. Mm. And then Woodrow Wilson taking me now to. Well, Woodrow, I mean, take your pick, but yeah, yeah Woodrow Wilson, especially um, like you can't. It's very hard for me to like buy into your uh, sincerity uh, when you're uh, actively supporting people who murder children. Um, it's like, no, I don't think you actually care about these people. I think you only care because your dear leaders are telling you to care. That is 100 percent, 100 percent the truth. The neoconservative. Uh, it's also not to say that, you know, um, the what they're actually saying is wrong. Like the things they're saying, like, hey, these civilians are like uh, getting the, the raw end of a deal here. They're absolutely correct on that point. But I just don't believe it from them. No. Uh, so the point is taken, but not from them. Not um, from that. Right. Well, it's it's I mean, the, the neoconservative, to your point, the neoconservative turned neoliberal establishment through the media. Yeah. Um, and thanks to the efforts of people like Hillary Clinton with that fake ass report and uh, and these other uh, I mean, every every step along the way. Right. The neoconservative turned neoliberal establishment with the help of the media got what they wanted. They wanted a new Cold yeah. War. They got it. Yeah. And it's with the same old enemy. They thought terrorism would work. It didn't work. It has to be a nation right. state. Right. I think and, I think what yeah. they learned is it has to be a nation state. It, it, you can't just be terrorism because people don't have the will right. to fight terrorism. People will have right. the will to fight a nation state. Terrorism is very much like an invisible threat. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like uh, uh, after a certain point, like you can scare people with it in the beginning. But over time, the invisible threat begins to like show that it's not really a threat. It's not uh, real. When you yeah. Can be when you can prop up a, a person with a face as the enemy, that is much more long lasting. Um, exactly. Like, so yeah, I, I think that's absolutely correct. Um, and they, I, they've you know, wanted a new cold war going all the way back yeah. to when the last one ended. 
The neoconservatives right. really they they want it. This is something I was again. Yeah. I talked to my dad about this kind of show all the time. This is something I was talking with him about. It's not that they think they're doing the right thing. <clears throat> it's not that. It's that they are nostalgic for the Cold War. All of the all of the advancements that were made in, in in military intelligence, all the money for the military contractors and intelligence contractors, all of that. That's the, what like, they want bravado, back. That, yeah. Yes, that's what they want back. The Cold War. It, it wasn't. It, it they it, it may they may on some surface level have an ideological attachment to you know anti uh, anti communism or whatever, but. At right. base, their love of the Cold War, the concept of Cold War, not just the Cold War, their, their desire for and love of the concept of Cold War comes down to money and nationalism. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Yes, I, I think it absolutely is like a nostalgic factor for them, too, like as you were saying. Um, I, th- I think like they, they like for the neocons, right? Obviously, American imperialism, which they would proudly wear is a, like a, a label and neoliberals um, they too yeah. <clears throat> and, and neoliberals too yeah they well, do a lot of them switch sides uh, doesn't do... bill crystal call himself a neoliberal right. yes yes so they're it's like it's sort of like at the center they like just swap places sometimes like the neoliberals and neoconservatives are actually like center left and center right oh they're, but yeah. they're just they're the like, same they're the same and they just they kind of like swap dance partners or musical chairs every once in a while and just yeah. cross over to the other side. It's, it's, <laughs> that's the funny uh, thing. Yeah. They're literal globalists. They, they, yes. they literally, yeah, yes. and that's like in a, in a very literal sense, they have a globalist mentality. They are globalists. They, they yeah, believe in American their, empire and the, and yes. the, uh, the liberal world order is a globalist notion in a very literal sense. Yes. Yes. They've, so they've got yeah, that whole thing. Also, um, uh, God, like when people talk about we like, oh, yeah, a, a new Cold War starting. And, you know, do you realize how close the world was to ending? <laughs> like, 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 seriously, like the threat of nuclear war hanging over everyone's heads every day they woke up. Uh, do you have any like any idea what that would be like uh, for most people? <laughs> Like, like, it's like they don't even think about it. They you know, no, there's no conception that they, I'm not. And maybe I'm not saying like the neocons might. I mean, they might like it, but I've heard the, oh, everyday love it. Person the, the threat of it is something they appreciate. Yeah. But the everyday person, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The everyday person, it's like who's champion, maybe championing like for the U.S. to intervene in Ukraine. It's like. So even if n- nothing happens. Right. But we won't know that. So every day you're going to wake up thinking everything could be gone tomorrow in a flash, like a nuclear yeah. winter boom gone. Yeah. Uh, what was that? The, uh, the Soviet naval officer, um, what, uh, God, what's his name? Um, the guy who saved all life on earth and no one really knows him. Ooh, you know who I'm talking uh, about? I know exactly the story you're talking about, but I the, can't remember. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, Vasily Arkhipov. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that, uh, that name. I'm sure um, too, uh, but I, I can't correct you yeah. on it cause I don't know. Uh, why yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, no, this, uh, so anyone who doesn't know this story, uh, this man is a hero. He literally saved all life on planet earth and very few people ever know his name. Um, or like, know like what he did. So he was basically on, a, um, it was during the, um, uh, Cuban missile crisis. And one of the, I, I believe it was a flock of birds that was caught on their sensors, 
but it, it misread it or something as a as a nuclear launch. And what had happened was um, they, well, I guess, the commanding officer on on the uh, on the ship gave them the order to launch the nuke. He gave them the order to launch wow. the nuke, and one, uh, I think. I, I'm trying to get the story correct because I don't want to get it uh, wrong. But um, didn't he just straight up refuse? Wasn't that the he refused? Yeah. So, so I, I believe the nuclear launch you have to have two or three people turn keys at the same time. There's more involved. In right. It, that's there's how the, a, it's you, the you need multiple people to launch the nuke. Multiple verification. And I believe the other, and I believe the other person did, and I believe he did not. Uh so uh, let me. Uh, I'm, I'm just double checking here. Um. Yeah, he was the only one against the launch. He was the only person on that boat. Oh um, my god! Who had authorization to launch? That he said no. Not doing it. Yeah, not doing it. Huh. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he single-handedly you know, saved the world. When I was a kid, I saw at a at a party. It was a. Uh, it wasn't. A, it, it was a picture of a party, and they had a bouncy castle that was half of the Titanic and it looked like it was sinking. Mm-hmm. Like it was a big inflatable bouncy castle that was the half of the Titanic. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't a bouncy castle, it was a slide. And the deck was the slide. It's coming back to me now. This was many, 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 many years ago. The deck was the slide and it was in one of those big inflatable slides and it looked like the Titanic sinking. Like the backside of the Titanic sticking out of the water. And I asked my dad uh, how long is it before there are 9-11 inflatable slides? Yeah. This was years and years and years and years ago. And he said, I don't think there ever will be. And I said, oh, come on, man. Come on. Yes, there will. Yeah. How long is it going to take? That's the only question. Now, I don't know how old I was. That's, that's a, wow, that's a core memory. But, um, <laughs> that's, that's a fucking old story. But... <laughs> The reason I bring it up is because I truly think that most people, even people who were alive at the time, do not remember. They do not yeah. remember how close the world came to ending. Just like, yeah. just like people sliding down the Titanic don't remember the Titanic. And just like right. people in another 30 years are going to be sliding down Twin Tower slides, they don't remember 9-11. Right. Right. This they just don't remember. Human memory is too goddamn short. And and again, they keep resetting us. They keep resetting the population. History began in 2015. Now it used to be before Trump. It was right. it was 2001. History started. And they keep resetting us closer and closer. So it, it's a it's a. Uh, I, I mean, you ask the question: do, do people not remember? And I think the answer is they don't. I I, I truly think they don't remember. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I, I have the uh, I have the full stories right here. So the United States, this was in October, on October 27th, 1962, during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, uh, they were on a submarine, a B-59 submarine. Uh, it was one of the USSR submarines around Cuba. And despite being in international waters, the United States Navy started dropping signaling depth charges, which intended to force the submarine up. Out of, and so when this was happening... They didn't know what was going on in the submarine. They had no contact with um, uh, with like the United States or anything. So a lot of them thought, oh, the war already started. Uh, the war has started. We need to launch our nuclear torpedo right now. Um, 
and all the all the commanding officers but one said uh said yeah we got to do it and it, the only reason it did not launch is because that one man uh said no we're no. i'm not doing this not doing i'm not it. launching it yeah not gonna do it wouldn't be prudent yep <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but people new, don't know how close it, people, war, a nuclear cold war is not fun. Yeah, if you're not a military contractor, it's not fun for you. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun for you. It's it's not fun for anyone. Yeah. But nobody remembers it. Yeah. Nobody remembers it. Nobody remembers but, but that kind people, of danger. All these people like uh, you know in Washington push for it. They have uh, nuclear bunkers. Uh, deep below the earth. Yes. Uh, so, so they'll be fine, but you won't. Uh. Yeah. You're, they're, they are. How much proof do we need? And we talked about this in terms of blowback, too. How much proof? Yeah. We have talked about this in the past. I mean, how much proof do we need that they will sacrifice you and everyone you love to get what they want? How much more proof of that fact do we need? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it makes no sense to me to doubt this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, but people don't remember. People don't remember how close the world came to ending. People don't remember the, the drills where it's like, get under your desk. What's that going to do for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe someone will fall on you. You'll die quicker. Like, it's, <laughs> nobody, nobody remembers this shit. Because history started in 2015. Before that, it started in, mm-hmm. in 2001. It's a, it's an interesting, this is a phenomenon that will, I think is going to frustrate me for the rest of my life. And that is that nobody fucking remembers anything. You know what yeah, I mean? No. History always starts the day something happens. Like the day some big event happens or something. History starts there. There's no prior history. Everything is an aggression. Everything is an attack for a first attack. Right. Right. Uh, there's no history. There's no, prior. there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing occurred. The, the, the question of what led to this goes unanswered because no one cares right. because it just, it, it just happened. It just occurred. And right. nobody can tell you why because nobody cares to ask. It, it, it will frustrate right. me until my dying day. I'm sure of it. Because it's, it's just a constant. It's an absolute constant. And this, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's a fair question to ask. Does nobody remember how close the world came to ending? I think the answer is no. I think nobody does. I think people have forgotten. I think people uh, think that the also, idea of is nukes it, is science fiction again. Right. Um, they just don't have and any also context. They came out the other side from the Cold War. They came out the other side realizing, oh, the world didn't end. So that kind of like retroactively diminishes the anxiety people felt at the time. Right. But the anxiety was perfectly justified at yes. the time. Uh, <laughs> Yes, you so, have two nations pointing world-ending weapons at one another. Yeah. Yes, it was justified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. I, I say, but, but all this, uh, the nuke talk makes me nervous. Anytime there's nuke talk. Yeah. The other thing he said, yeah. too, um, you had mentioned that he said he accused the West of nuclear blackmail. Um, he said, quote, yeah. he said that NATO states have discussed, quote, the possibility of using nuclear weapons of mass destruction against Russia. Which I believe, I, I 100% believe that NATO has been talking about. So are we going to need to nuke them? Because there's some fucking right. asshole involved in that whole thing who's just sitting there rubbing his hands together, just going, "Can, can do, do we get to do it again? Yeah. Do we get to do it again?" Yeah, some neocon like scum fuck from hell, exactly. just saying like, "Ooh, we get to <laughs> get to drop another one." Yeah, yeah, 
You know they're just itching for it. You know they're looking for oh, yeah. an excuse. Like, there's no way that these fucking neocons turn neolibs. There's no way that they're not looking at this, or at the world generally, and just constantly looking for another excuse to um, make a show of force, right? That's what they're yeah. all about. Yeah. Neocons do not care how many children they have to blow up in front of their family, in front of the, chi- the, the child's family. They don't care. No. It, it, all that matters to them is the end goal. Yep. Was a American hegemony established? Yes. Well, it was good. Then it no. worked. Well, then it was bad. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And to that point... Okay, let's go to the tweet. Oh, God. Let's go to that tweet. Oh, you, you want to go to the tweet now? Okay. Can we yeah, go to that tweet? This pissed me off when I first saw it. You? Yeah, we can go to the tweet. Okay. <laughs> can so you this read is this? From the Twitter account. Yeah. This is from the Twitter account uh, Business Ukraine Mag. Um, and this, the, the, the quote is from the Estonian Prime Minister, uh, Kaja Kalas. I, I'm probably saying that wrong, too. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Estonia um, doesn't exist. Yeah. It's <laughs> Not made a real up, country. Made up. Not a real country. That's right. <laughs> um, so she's saying, this is in response, so let me give a little background context. What she's about to say is in response to the, um, um, uh, the possibility that um, Russians may, or maybe they, they're, they're trying, uh, Russians are trying to flee Russia and seek refuge and asylum in other countries due to um, um, multiple reasons, but likely the conscription, the mobilization that Putin is initiated yes. um, in Russia. Um, most probably that, and also probably the the fear that oh, hot war could break out here. And yes, I want to. It go. could be hot, um, and it already. I mean, it already is hot down there on the border. So hot. if you're That's if you're right. trying to get out, you might be trying to get the hell out if you're down there on the border, um, or near yeah. it. Down there in the in the sort of near Ukraine, down in uh, in southwestern Russia, you might be trying to get yeah. the hell out. Yeah. So uh, the Estonian prime minister, uh, this bitch, uh, she said, uh, I quote, uh, every citizen is responsible for the actions of their state and the citizens of Russia are no exception. Therefore, we do not give asylum to Russian men who flee their country. They should oppose the war. End quote. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) How many times have we talked about this? This exact line of thinking, dude. This exact fucking line of thinking. We've talked about a million goddamn times, and people still out here say, look, I don't expect everybody to fucking listen to us, but we've been yelling about this now. It's been what four episodes that we've had this yeah. this conversation about this very yeah. idea and its toxicity and it is proven right here just yeah. how toxic and bullshit that idea is. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um So first off, I just want to say something. I, I will we I'll obviously get to obviously this is like like in the one of the most evil like mind corrupting concepts you could ever imagine uh like mind viruses anyone could ever like suffer which is the idea that believing everyone is responsible for the actions of their state uh, right. no fuck you um but I just want to say um so remember this is about accepting Russian men who are refugee who who are <laughs> who are refugees because uh, they do not want to be conscripted into the Russian military, right? Refugees and from the regime saying, that you are now framing as the great Satan. Like, that's, that's what and, you're doing, yes, and they're yes, trying to run away from it. The, the military invasion that you say, and I agree, is bad, uh, 
And what you're saying here is that, no, we will not accept this. Uh, what you're doing when you're saying you're not going to accept those Russian, Russian refugees is you're saying, yeah, we're going to let them be conscripted and they're now going to kill innocent people because you did not accept them as a refugee. Right. Right. They're going to be forced to kill innocent people because you dis blame them for the actions of their government. Good fucking job. Burn in hell. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, it's always the, the moral high ground is always a stack of corpses. Always. Yes. God. The, um, I don't know if anyone is, uh, there's this, uh, great, um, like anti-war Bob Dylan song called, uh, with God on our side. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. I've not, um, but there's a, there's a oh, lyric. I say I've not, I probably have. I just don't remember it. It's funny. It's at, it's actually about like Russia and going to in how like it's an anti-war song about Russia during, you know, obviously the cold war and stuff like that. So it's actually pretty, uh, pretty pertinent salient. Uh, to this discussion. Yeah. yeah salient. Yes. Uh, so I, it's one of those. And one of the lyrics I bring that up is it, it's like, you know, you don't have to count the dead with God on your side. And that's kind of like how the view, how I view it with like how with their moral high grounds. Like, yeah, if you always think you're just morally correct, it doesn't matter how many people you have to murder or send to their deaths. Uh, you're always going to be right. Yep. Uh, it's, the, it's, the, yeah, the moral it's high ground, disgusting. at least when you're arguing for the state, like it's, 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 it's and it's always yeah. with status because like a principled, um, I don't even want to say libertarian necessarily because it's not just libertarians. People who have a principled belief in freedom, right? Um, it doesn't have to necessarily take the form of what we would call libertarian philosophy, but anyone with a principled belief in freedom um, doesn't have anyone this who problem. Views a person as an individual should not have this right, problem. Right, <laughs> right. That's exactly anyone... it. That is exactly it. Anyone, any like, individualist, any principled individualist does yeah. not have this problem. The moral high ground for a principled individualist is never a stack of corpses. Ever. You can't point to yeah. it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. But uh, it always is for yeah. these fucking people. It always is. It always it, is. It's never. It, yes. They've ne they never have a moral position that, that, they, that they can the claim is, that they're not claiming the from is, the dead. Yeah. The reason they have to do this is because it's the only way they can make their argument work. There is no possibility, as you said, like there's no possibility that you could take an individualist framework and then and then like logically deduce it into an act of mass murder or like just genocide or something yeah. like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Or you even this thought process. That. Like oh, even, that's what I mean. Like, even this, this logic itself. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that you can make an individualist case for this. Yeah. Uh, for this sentiment. Yeah, right so here, if your this... goal is genocide and mass murder of people who are innocent, then by necessity, you must couch it in collectivist terms or else the, you can't make an argument at all. Right. Really. Right. Uh, so, so, yeah, uh, the idea that every citizen, we've talked about this many times on the show, the idea that every citizen is responsible for the actions of their government. Uh, well, holy shit. Uh, good job. There. Patently uh, insane. Patently insane. Yes. Getting that out of the way. Yeah. Patently insane. Yeah. But the argument yeah. that we've made every single time this has come up has been, if we take Osama bin Laden at his word, that means 3,000 people deserve to die on 9-11. That's right. By this exact yeah. same logic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you truly believe this, like, if, if you genuinely believe this, then you're, like, 
if you're part of any nation state at all, maybe you're part of like, I don't know, Switzerland, who's like, hasn't really like, I don't know, then, you know, maybe I'm sure someone neutrality. Like, well, actually they murder yeah, neutrality. fairly neutral in, in comparison to like other countries. But unless you live in like Switzerland or some small state like that, more often than not, you probably live in a state that has governments that has a government that has murdered innocent people across you know, oh yeah you've you've elections. you've genocided domestic people here. you've genocided yeah you've definitely genocided yeah. so um if we really follow this train of thought then most people's lives on this earth are forfeit yeah necessarily yeah if you believe that um the government of the united states actively going out and mass murdering people means that I am actively going out and mass murdering people. Well, therefore, that I am now an active mass murderer. Uh, well, then you can justify anything you want, practically, at that point. Christ, it's a, it's a degree. You know what it is, dude? And this is the thing that always blows me away, man. We, we constantly get accused. Well, you more than I, but uh, I don't get so many people yelling at me. Um, <laughs> uh, people who think like us, I'll say. Constantly mm-hmm. get accused of nihilism. <laughs> constantly yes. we're being accused of being nihilist or moral relativist or something or bullshit. right yeah and, and I, I i fail to see how i am a nihilist or a, a moral relativist and these people are not the position the position that you deserve whatever comeuppance comes your way because of the actions of the state under which you happen mm. to have been born that that is such a that that position effectively kind of what you were driving at that position effectively justifies that we all just kill just kill each other yeah or ourselves yeah. and it doesn't really matter because right. it's justified either way right so the the the, the, the it's it is the height of nihilism <laughs> It, I, I, that's just the thing where it's like whenever someone calls me a nihilist or like calls anarchist nihilist in general, it's just like you, you don't know what the, that word means or you're using it in a very uncommon way, I should say. Uh, sure. It's like if I was truly a nihilist in the way I understand nihilism, uh, then I wouldn't really care. Like I wouldn't be on Twitter like talking about things I care about because I wouldn't care about anything. It'd all be pointless. I wouldn't be concerned uh, about this shit. Right. It wouldn't it wouldn't bother me or, or if it did bother me, I would pretend it didn't. Right. Because right. ultimately be apathetic. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, my position on nihilism is they pretend not to care. Not they don't actually care. Right. They, they, they actually right. have beliefs and think things and, and all this. Other. You can't not and be a sapient being, but uh, they pretend not to because it's more comfortable that way. Uh, that's just my own little opinion of nihilism. But it's, it's entirely th- this this logic leads entirely to that. This logic leads to, yeah. well, we all deserve to die anyway, so. Right. And it's always uh, interesting to me that, and I don't, look, I don't know how many people would ever, like, uh, come to, like, I don't, I've never, I'm skeptical of how many people actually truly believe this, but I certainly think that the way they certainly talk sometimes indicates that they do believe this. Um, when you act, when, I mean, look, we've talked about on the show multiple times, when you look at the uh, Hiroshima bombing, um, in Nagasaki, like the atomic bomb of Japan, you, you see this where it's like, yeah, they, they just view them as Japan. Right. All the people that died, Japan died. 200,000 Japan died. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, so we so talked about like, this with Kim Robinson. I think they do actually yeah. think this stuff up until the bomb hits their house. Right, right. And then it's like, well, I had nothing to do with this. 
Right. I, I, I truly, I, I think, I think they do yeah. believe like this. I, I think, think they do right, think right. like this until it comes home to them. Yeah. And, and of course the anarchists are always getting critiqued that, well, you know, um, I, I think it, like uh, Robert Higgs always talks about, it's like, you know, uh, the evils of the state are quite exemplary and the evils of anarchism are all hypothetical. It's entirely uh, conjectural. Know? Yeah, I think I think yeah, he says entirely yeah. conjectural. The, conjectural. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the evils of anarchism are entirely conjectural. The evils of the state are uh, I can't remember what terminology he used for that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's the exact that's the that's well, that's obviously not the exact quote, but it's the that is the quote. Yeah. Yes. Um he uh, yeah. the this this idea that anarchism has all these bad results is conjecture and the idea that that the state somehow solves those same problems is plainly false to anyone who cares to look (laughs) it's it's it i i just can't i i can't comprehend the i shouldn't say that i can comprehend it i cannot empathize or sympathize with the kind of broken thought process that leads a person to make a statement like this. Yeah. Like, just, just like, what kind of a person are you? Like, just like the way you view other people. Like, look, if, if, if you, if, I would have more respect for her if she just came out and said, we don't have room. Sorry, we right, can't take yeah. you. Right. That's a much more like practical uh, answer and a much more like, I think most people would see that as more reasonable. Much more reasonable, but this is just like uh, evil. Yes, <laughs> this is like you know. Uh, it, it, it's uh, to, to the point about the moral relativism thing. It's just like I don't understand how is how is how is being um, ethically a deontologist relativism, yeah. and this is not right. If I was I a moral don't relativist, I would say. If I was a moral relativist, I would say, well, that's how they do it in their country. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I don't, I, it's, it's, uh, it blows my mind. It blows my yeah. mind. I, that's, uh, uh, like I said, I can't sympathize. I cannot sympathize with, also, with the, yeah. It, it's also one of the things that, uh, you know, and I'm not saying this is exactly the same thing before people like, you know, it's, it's very a lot of people always use this example, uh, you know, to like the Holocaust. But it's also one of those things. It's like, you know, the United States government did this. Um, the United States government intercepted, I think, uh, a German boat loaded full of uh, uh, Jewish uh, what would be refugees and FDR essentially turned them away. Yes. Back to Germany. Yes. Uh Knowing full well what was going on. Yes. Knowing full well what they were escaping. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. the, it's the, yeah, it's, it's a very similar thing. here. It's a similar thing. It, it, okay. it, it's conscription. I mean, what? Yeah. It, right. Which is, which is, again, uh, listeners, you'll know this, but I'm just saying it just to kind of vent because I've been arguing about this for a couple of days. Uh, conscription is literal slavery. Like, no, I'm no, not no, 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 See, you owe a duty to the dirt. Right. You yeah. owe a duty to the dirt, you see. And the because you dirt. owe a duty to the dirt, it's your job to be enslaved yeah. by the government when they tell you to. Because you owe a duty yeah. to the earth, to the, to the dirt, 
Don't you get it? But just the dirt within these lines, just the dirt that's right. within these particular lines, the dirt that's over that, that other were, line. That were drawn at a certain date, not not a day before that date, right only after this date. Right, no, yeah. no, you have to <laughs> yeah. make sure you have to make sure that your dirt chart is up to date. The dirt chart that has all the lines on it of the dirt that you owe a duty to yeah. and the dirt you don't owe a duty to. That right. you have to make sure you have we, that one. You have to get the, uh, you know, the highest of high uh, cartographers to make sure the yes. lines are perfectly accurate. Yes. Hold on. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at my dirt chart, and it, it appears that 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 the dirt to to which I owe a duty is between the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans, and it's north of the dirt that's called Mexico, and it's south of the dirt that's called Canada, and that's the dirt that justifies yeah. my enslavement. Right. Yes. Lovely. Because the magic dirt said so. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. It's fucking, damn. I yeah. hate those fucking arguments. I hate those arguments so much. And I see you have them I, all the time. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're a person and you're saying that, no, we're not taking uh, Russian immigrants because uh, you should, uh, uh, or, or no, the basic argument would be like, if you're saying, no, they deserve to be conscripted, that's their duty, and you're also saying, oh, the Russian military is enacting an unjustified invasion, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Which like, is, you which one's correct? What are you, yeah, so wait, wait, so you, it's an unjustified action what the Russian military is doing, but you have an obligation to go do an unjustified act? Yeah, that's what she should have said. Wait a minute. That's what she should have said. She should have just come out and said, no, 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 see, you owe a duty to the dirt called Russia. And because of that, yeah. the government gets to enslave you and make you kill your ethnic brethren, the Ukrainians. Um, yes. and, and you have to go along with that because you're a good citizen, right? That's what she should have come out and said. I, I've literally seen people with Ukraine uh, flags in their bio talk about how the Russian military, that the Russian citizens owe a duty to the very Russian military that they're opposing right now. Like I, I, I they don't wait a minute. I, they I, don't I, think again. Wait, wait. You so you back them up to that point where it's like, yeah. wait a minute. So you think this is an unjustified aggressive war, yeah. and you also think that this person owes a duty to troops. fight that war. Yes, that's, um, yes, that's what and, I think. And you so you back them up to that point, and they don't think again. No. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, look, dude, 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 I, so, uh, look, it, it, it was like, uh, I don't know, 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I hate myself, so I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at the, I'm going to look at the comments under this tweet and uh, peer into hell. And, uh, <laughs> and oh boy, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this. You know, why don't we go through some of them on the show uh, if you have the tweet pulled up? Uh, I don't uh, have it we... pulled up at, at all, but oh, we can, okay. we can absolutely go through it. Uh, Wait, is it this one? Is it this every citizen is responsible for the actions? Is this the one? Yeah, that, that oh, tweet. Oh, okay. That tweet. I thought you were talking about a different one. Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, no. Uh, a lot of them are dunking on her, so I, I was fairly happy about that. Um, uh, but then some of them, and this is... Uh, <laughs> This is wild. Um, some some people were like, well, I wish a German politician would start thinking this way. Oh my god, what? <laughs> that is absolutely insane. And then another person, the Russians only protest when they get sent to the front. It's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's the only time, and, that's the only time Americans and, protested too. Do, like, yeah, do you, yeah. you realize that what sparked 
the protest against the Vietnam War was not necessarily that anyone thought the Vietnam War mattered. Like it was, it was the fact that anyone could be sent at any time, yes. and they were all afraid of it. Yes. There wasn't some great moral yes. panic about the Vietnam War, no more than there was about Korea. It was the it was the concern over being drafted to fight an unjustified war. That was what got people up in arms about Vietnam. Like what yeah. what, what do you mean and, and, the, the Russians only only oh my god. Yeah, and these like these are the same people who are like you know pro Ukraine, Ukraine flag and bio, most of them, and they're like yeah, and they're demonizing Russians, Russian citizens for fleeing the government that they say is evil. They're demonizing the Russians who are avoiding getting conscripted into the government who they think is evil because they have a duty to the government. We have reached peak. This is, I think this might be the peak of, of insanity. Uh, of this like double think. It's it a, is it's the a, it's unresolvable double think. It is the inherent contradiction that follows with a rejection of individualism. Like that's, it, it, it's right. just inherent to the philosophy. If you're, if you're a person who is a collectivist, you must have double think like this because there is no, yeah. there, there's no, allowance for anything else um yeah well um one comment here and this is a this is a, a, a good question um how exactly are they supposed to oppose the war once they are sent to the front lines good question uh someone responded yeah well l i guess i should have opposed the war when they had the chance to they're trying to flee they oppose what are you now? talking about they're trying to run away from being sent to kill people what are you talking about how you long stupid how long did these fucking morons oppose the war in Iraq? How right, long exactly. did these fucking yeah. idiots oppose the war in Afghanistan? Yeah. <laughs> I've been in opposition oh. to both of those conflicts since I was old enough and to know what the fuck was going on with them. I was in high school. It was been, it's been, holy shit, dude, it's been over a decade that I've been anti-war, that I've been against the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan, and they could still yeah. fucking pull my fucking draft card tomorrow. Dude, there's no, yeah. there is no. Also, what do they mean by oppose? For one, we're not mind readers. We don't, we can't say what what's in their head exactly. But we can certainly uh, take a gander that hmm, uh, they at very least don't want to serve the state. And the very people who are saying the state is evil, they're also saying you should serve the state in doing what I think is evil. It's nonsense, absolute nonsense. It doesn't track. I can't believe you back them up to that point, and they don't, they don't reconsider. Because you would think that the uh, that the know. you would think that the contradiction would just be flashing red lights, obvious. Like you would, you would think it would be unmissable. But I don't I don't understand that should have opposed it when they had the chance. Like, what do they mean by oppose? And also, what do they mean by oppose? What action would they have to commit that would demonstrate opposition to you? Because they're already trying to flee the country. <laughs> Like what? What action? What do you want them to do? Do you want them to stage a revolution and take out Putin? That's like, what the, like, that's what they what? want. I, I legitimately I did, think I, I legitimately yeah. think that they think that's possible. Like I, 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 my 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 understanding of their worldview is that that kind of thing just kind of pops up and is successful. You know what I mean? Right. And it's nonsense. But I think they want that. I, I think what they're, I think their argument is, well, then they should have just killed Putin instead. Yeah, right. It's just like, just kill the bad guy. Why don't you just kill the bad guy? <laughs> oh, God. 
Jesus Christ. I mean, it, it just... Oh, God. This comment. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I go for it. To... Go for it. I love this shit. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Um, I have to... I'm going to post this, actually, so you can see it, because I, I think I want your a live reaction to this. I'll post it in topics. This tweet, when I read it the first time, just, like, sent me off the edge. Uh, you you want to read that? Yeah, I'll read that. Okay. Okay. This is a this is a reply to that tweet. Or, um, <clears throat> yeah, read the first uh, what they're replying to. So yes, this is in reply to somebody replied to the the tweet that that started this whole conversation. Somebody replied to it with fleeing is how they oppose the war. How is this complicated? And somebody's response is <clears throat> because in doing so they're leaving other more vulnerable people behind to be fed to the meat grinder. Most of these people fleeing now are well off with the means to do so. They're not homeless refugees. They're draft dodgers with working bank accounts who don't care. Oh, my God. So Draft so, dodgers. Yeah, draft dodgers. So, oh, my God. Um, so the, his, the argument here uh, is to say that, okay, so because other people could be drafted, which is bad, you have to stay and get drafted, which is good. But but you have to stay and get drafted to fight in an unjust war, which yes, is which is bad. Yeah, but, and, but and the support for which you will be showing by your fighting in it. Yes, which is bad. Which is good. Which must be. <laughs> I'm I'm blown away. Double plus good? Double plus good? Double bad good? Is it neutral? Is it just a neutral action at that point? <laughs> Is it just can do they just like cancel out? <laughs> <laughs> it's a morally neutral action. Do whatever you want. <laughs> oh my god. I can't uh it blows my mind. It it absolutely blows my mind. I, they want they, they just want people to die like that's yeah, got to be it yeah. right because there's no logic to mm -hmm. this outside of bloodshed like out, outside of bloodthirst and uh, uh, bloodlust is the word i'm looking for there's no there's no logic to it right it's fucking corn it's fucking blood for the blood god that's all this is because there's nothing, there's nothing backing this up. It's empty. It's, it is, it's, this is the paper bag of, of political philosophy. <laughs> yeah. It's just oh, empty. Nice. I, I can't, I, 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 and someone, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. Go for it. Uh, another just, comment was just like saying, uh, like not to mention they, they go on to sit in this in this tweet they say uh this is just a replying to like you know the the tweet we've been talking about this whole time um but they're saying you know they're basically saying you know if you cared about the people of ukraine wouldn't you want less manpower in this genocidal war machine uh and a person responds they says not necessarily i'd rather face a larger army with significant number of with a significant number of malcontent troops than a smaller one who didn't have to worry about uh, desertion, sabotage, order refusal, and fragging. Uh, <laughs> not sure you guys are thinking this through, though. For one, um, you're talking about slaves here, 
Uh, you're talking about people yeah. who are literally going to be enslaved. And you're like, yeah, you know, uh, I want them to work for me. I want them to overthrow their military leadership. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, you're 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 uh, you're talking as if you have authority over these people as if, yeah, they work for me. I'm, they're going to do what I say. Yeah, because they're in their head. They're slaves. Yeah, that's that's yes. what it is in their head. This is the same. It's the same logic as like, well, they should just uh, have an uprising and kill Putin and kill their government. Right. Like that's it, yes. in their and head. It's just they should do what I want them to do. Yeah, exactly. Why aren't they doing what they want them to do? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. must support it in their head. Yeah. They're they're already slaves in their head. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, well, uh, this person goes on to say, well, desertion and surrender is an option. Yeah. At the threat of death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Russians are famous for letting people desert. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Russian military has a long and proud history of uh, desertion. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they have a... I'm pretty sure they're... The greatest military victories in Russian history followed the not-one-step-back order that Stalin sent down to the troops during World War II, whereby if a single... Uh, Russian uh, individual, if it's a single individual in the Red Army, turned around and started walking the other way, the guy who was standing behind him was supposed to shoot him. Yeah. And they did this regularly. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a, this is, <laughs> there's no military that, that allows that kind of thing to go, though. Like, that's not, yeah. that's not a uniquely Russian thing, either. I mean, it's uniquely right. Russian in the sense that the no-step-back order and stuff like that, but it's not uniquely Russian right. that deserters uh, get fucked. In, a, in, <laughs> right. like, in, in, like, a literal way. Like, you'd probably go to prison. Uh, in, in, in the United States military, you're gonna get court-martialed for that, and you're gonna go to prison. Yeah. Yeah. This is... Th these people are idiots. They yeah. must be. Yeah. God. Because there's no... It's uh, just, it just doesn't follow. Yeah, I know. How about stop supporting slavery? How about that? Can we just get together on yeah, that yeah. idea? I, I think that, you know, that's... It's, I don't think I'm asking too much here. Uh, and, uh, you know, it seems like if everyone could just kind of, you know... You know, not be evil for a second. Just a moment. You know... Just a second. Just long Just enough to a, think this one through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, oh, God. It's so aggravating, but it, it does. It makes me laugh, but it's not like a ha ha funny laugh. It's like a oh, God. Oh, boy. It's really all coming apart, isn't it? Kind of laugh. <laughs> Right, yeah, just, it's like that nervous laugh when you're like on the roller coaster and you see like it, it's broken on the way down and you're the exactly. only one who notices and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah. Uh, these people vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you talk about having a, being responsible for the things your state does, these people uh, fucking vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Well, that's funny. It is funny. It, it's it's objectively hilarious. Also, I, I wanted to point out, I like all day, all day. I've seen uh, liberals break out like right wing rhetoric against like immigrants <laughs> today. Like, if you just go on on on, if you just like look, you'll see. Oh well, the these you know these Russian immigrants they're going to bring problems. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. There's oh, no yeah, sense yeah, yeah. of irony. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's entirely it, it's there it's 
again, it's the it's the it's the failure. It's the double think that accompanies. Uh, it's the double think that necessarily accompanies collectivism. Right. You can't. You, there is no such thing as a principal position if you're a collectivist. I, I'm I'm more and more convinced. The more I see of it, and the more from more angles that I see, uh, people who have all kinds of different opinions. But the one thing that links them is that they're all collectivist opinions. They are, they're all based in this idea of, of the collective. Um, I'm convinced that there's no such thing as a principled ethic if you're a collectivist. Like, you, you, can't, you cannot have one. It just, they don't, they don't right. exist together. Yeah. They, they, they just can't. They're, they are diametrically opposed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm convinced of that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's about dinner time. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've vented out enough. Uh, <laughs> <on this episode. laughs> Boy, it just kind of got real mad and then got tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I have an outro. Do you have uh, what are your plugs, sir? Uh, yeah. Just um, you can follow my Substack at aceargus.substack.com, and then my Twitter is uh, ace underscore arcist. Uh, and yeah, you can, you can find me, you can find me there. Uh, and I, I, I have no appearances this week, but so that's all. How, oh. uh, what about your friend? Oh yeah. My friend pacing Joska, J O U S K A. He's on Twitter. He's a really good guy. So I've heard, um, <laughs> definitely not me either. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not on Twitter. No, I'm not allowed on Twitter. See, I got permanently suspended yeah. from Twitter. Um, and that means you can never come back. I can never have a Twitter account again. But Pacing Joska has one. J O U S K A. Um, he's on there. And then there is. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I don't think I'm gonna plug Dino Files, even though I just said it. Uh, because I've been very, very busy. It's it's coming up on bar prep time, dude. I'm not gonna have time for anything. Uh, oh, yeah. with the exception of like, honestly, like with the exception of this show. Like, because I'm going to need to do some stuff to not be constantly doing bar prep, but uh, it's coming up on that time. So um, I'm probably going to disappear from Twitter even for a chunk of time. Um, If you were on Twitter. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. If I was. See, Pacing Joska is going to be doing bar prep at the same time as me. So he might disappear. That's what I meant to say. Yes, right. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I meant to say. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, sir. This has been excellent. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Peace. Later, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.